Welcome to a new pandemisode of Music Raygun, the free podcast. What do I mean when I say free? Well, we're free of ads, we're free from networks, and we're free of charge. Right, Craig? Goddamn right. And you know what you're also free from? Tyranny. Yeah, I guess you could say that we're free. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for saying that I'm not a tyrant. That's it's right. We are free from tyranny. It's nothing but love and music yeah. at Music Raycon. And Kirk. Yeah. Happy birthday. For, for wait, for us. For, for this podcast, for Music yes. Raycon. Yes. We are four years old now. We're all grown up. We're potty trained. <laughs> we're all grown up. Yeah. Our little podcast is all grown up. It's we're grown up. up, and we're grown up, and we're grown up. Grown up. Thank you for knowing the reference. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that also means that our pandemisodes are uh, about a year old, which isn't oh. quite as happy uh, an anniversary. But uh, but there you go. But we're still doing it, and that's all that matters. We're still doing it, and who knows how the show will continue to evolve? Maybe we'll go back to our old format someday. Maybe we'll evolve into some other third new thing yeah uh, but we're gonna keep going until we can't do it anymore that's right maybe we'll all of a sudden become musicians and just start <laughs> talking about our new albums that we're recording sure, sure that will happen <laughs> that's that the evolution that you or your 50s or me in my 40s will be successful as a new uh pop pop act yes and we didn't even mean for it to happen we we're just like yeah right. we just thought it'd be fun we don't really care <laughs> one of us at least one of us is this close to becoming a rock star? <laughs> I mean, it's like steps away. Steps away. Yes. Um, because it's our birthday, I have some Don't At Me. Ooh, it's time for Don't them. At Me. Remember Don't At Me? I enjoy the Don't At Me's. Don't At Me is uh, the part of the show where we say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music, but we don't care about anyone else's opinion. So please don't at us. And I have a few things to say Ooh. that I don't want anyone to at me about. They've been building up inside you. That's right. Uh, the first one is, the Beatles mop tops looked stupid. <laughs> I uh, mean, no, no argument for me. You know how much I love the Beatles. Yeah. But I do have to admit that I get it why like parents uh, 60 years ago hated those dumb haircuts. I hate that haircut on the Beatles, I hate it on anyone. I hated it when Justin Bieber first came out because he had the exact same style of hair as the Beatles when he was new. And then when he fixed his hair, I was like, oh, maybe this Bieber kid isn't so bad. <laughs> He's all there's, right. There's something about a floppity, bowly, sort of bangs-defined, moppy cut that just looks real dumb. I mean, it's awful. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you okay with it on the monkeys? The monkeys didn't really have... I mean, they had... I'm not... If you had long hair, it's one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't think they had quite the same mop tops as oh, the I Beatles. The very, the very uniform, early, early, like, Beatlemania Beatles mop tops. Oh, I thought Peter York did. I mean, kind of. It's yeah. not the best look in the world. It's a it's a non look, is what it yeah, is for but me. Especially with the suits, the the Beatles, they just I think they looked lame in the beginning. Yeah, and I, I love know. the early Beatles, but I do think that all the squares who didn't like them because of how they looked were actually right. <laughs> That's and, right. And don't at me about it. All right. Uh, here's number two. A lot of hipsters love to dunk all day on the Grateful Dead, but then turn around and slobber all over indie bands that sound exactly like the Grateful Dead. I'm not defending the Grateful Dead. I don't like the Grateful Dead. I'm saying if you're if you're a cool indie band that sounds like the Dead, you suck. <laughs> Do you have an example? No, just in general. I just heard I heard a band the other day, and I don't even know who it was, but to me, it sounded like a Grateful Dead song. And then at the same time, I was like, yeah, this is something that I just know that like Pitchfork reading you know, <laughs> indie snobs are probably yeah. all about. But to me, it's just the same garbage as like Box of Rain or whatever. Uh, I only know Box of Rain by name, and that's bad enough. <laughs> 
And finally, I absolutely will not tolerate any shit talking of Linda McCartney. Don't at me. <laughs> I don't know enough about her to have talked shit. Well, you know, she was in Wings and yeah. she wasn't a musician, but but Paul wanted her in the group because it was his lady and he just wanted her as part of it. And people dunk on her for being untalented and it's like, so what? It's pop music. And I think it's really sweet that Paul wanted her to be part of the band and mm -hmm. she's like the least problematic person in the history of pop music. So don't you say anything mean about Linda McCartney. Yeah, there's there's more monsters out there. Yeah. And she's not one of them. That's right. I love Linda McCartney and uh, people need to be nice about her. And she played a mean tambourine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, and that's it for my donuts. Ah, I like those. I, I like that you, uh, you, you kept them deep inside your heart and then unleashed them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's very Paul. Yeah. I enjoy that. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you that for this episode, I don't have a laser round for you. Like I said, I can't do it every episode. But That's okay, because I have one for you. You do? I do. I didn't know that ahead of time, and I wasn't teeing you up. That's so crazy, because it was really the perfect segue. <laughs> that's amazing. I have a laser round of 10 questions. And I'm very excited about, again, like you said, don't think, just answer. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm, I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> All right, I, I don't know what to expect here. But okay. Here we go. First mm -hmm. question happening now. Okay. Salt or pepper? Salt. Incorrect. It's Cinderella. It was a trick question. <laughs> you mean Spinderella? Spinderella. Sorry. Um... What is Sting's worst solo song? Oh, uh, I can only think of one Sting solo song, and I and I don't hate it, and it's Fields of Gold. Wrong. That's a jam. It's yeah. Desert Rose. Okay, I don't know that one. Conga or bongos? Um, I'm going to say conga drums. Incorrect. Bongos. Oh, okay. Well, my conga drum playing father is not going to like <laughs> That's that. right. That uh, fourth question. Mm -hmm. Third best guitarist behind Hendrix and Prince. Uh, the third best, Jay Maskus, but he's better than both of them. So Incorrect. It was Tom Morello. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Quiz don't lie. All right. This one I think you're going to get. Rank in order of importance all the members of New Edition. In order of importance? From most important to least important. All six, the entire group. I, I could I could rank them the way I know that you want them ranked. I Or oh. that I think you want them ranked. Okay, that's fine too. Um, but I'm going to give my ranking. Okay. I including both Bobby and Johnny? Correct. Okay, well number one for me is Ralph. Uh, I'm going to say number two is – there's six, right? We're talking about yes. six of them? Yes. Yep, you have five left. Number two, I'm going to give Bobby. Okay. Number three, I'm going to give to uh, Ricky, then uh, Biv, then Ronnie, then Johnny Gill is last for me. Oh. I know, I know that you have Johnny Gill higher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you weren't too bad, but it is wrong. Uh, number one is Ralph. That is correct. Yeah. I put Ricky at number two. Okay. Ricky is number you, two. Wait, you put Ricky above Bobby Brown? Yes, because he's more reliable. Well, as a member of the group, yeah, yes. I guess. Yes. Uh, number three is Bobby. Number four is Johnny. Number five is Mike. Number six is Ron. Yeah, I just I have no devotion to Johnny Gill. He's sort of an appendix uh, for me. It's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. Because <laughs> I like the early bubblegummy new edition that before Johnny was even part of the group. That is very true. Yeah. Okay. Question number six. You have none right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. This one's a weird one, but yeah. Replace Ringo and George with any other lead guitarist and drummer in any classic rock band. Uh, I'm going to replace. Uh, see, I don't want to just pick the best. I want to pick the one who fits the Beatles. Ooh, you know okay. what? I'm going to. Don't think. 
Can I pick Pete Best? Just give Pete Best another yeah. chance? Okay, even though he wasn't really in any other groups. Uh, and George, I'm going to give... Um, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is what if Jimmy Page had had a chance? He might have been too young at the time. But it can be anything. It doesn't matter because all it's time yeah. travel. That's just what came to mind. Okay, it I, was, I would have a way different answer if this wasn't a laser round and I had time to think about. <laughs> the, well, I had time to think about it, and the answer was Pete uh, Townsend and Bonham. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So we both went Led Zeppelin, but for different oh yeah, ways. that's right, we did. But, it's, but that's why I said like. Is John Bonham a great drummer? Of course. Is he the right drummer for the Beatles? I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's uh, yeah. Again, that's why I don't think when I do this. Yeah, that's a whole episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that. whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get the back half going. Okay. Uh, tambourine or shakers? Tambourine. Correct. Yeah. Tambourine. Uh, okay. Kid Rock or Fred Durst? Push one of them down the well. Oh, push Fred Durst down the well. Oh, you are correct. Yeah. All right. What was... Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. What West Coast punk band from the 80s am I thinking of right now? The Germs. Close. X. 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 Yep. I, as was, soon as I said the Germs, I was like, no, Kirk is thinking of X. I was thinking of X. The and Germs is the first thing that came to my mind, but I know you like X. Yes. Yeah. Last one. True or false, Death Cab for Cutie is better than Franz Ferdinand. Death Cab for Cutie isn't better than anything. Fuck Death Cab for Cutie. And Franz Ferdinand rules, so that's false. I'm sorry that's incorrect. The answer was true. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Paul. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a rough one. You got two. Okay. Out of how many total? Ten. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. The scientific test that I gave you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself half a point for saying X a split second too. I'll give you half a point for that. 2.5. <laughs> yeah. 2.5. Still a failing grade. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. I have room to improve. Plenty That's of room right. to improve. That's, we all were here for growth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that you thought I would get the new edition order right when you had Ricky above Bobby in the order. Be, I thought you might because we talked about how much R- R- Ricky is underrated. Yeah, we have, but and I understand the context of your thinking that he's actually a more important member of the group than Bobby was. But I know how much you love Bobby. Uh, yeah. So it was hard for me to imagine that he would not be at least number two, if not number one. That's a fair question, and I probably would say that I love Bobby as a solo. Yeah, but in I realize that now yeah. that yeah, overall career wide, yes. Bobby's your man. But yes, as a member of New Edition, he was just a troublemaker, and then he quit. So yeah, <laughs> and a lot Bobby. of times there are a lot of times when they do their union tours where Bobby just wouldn't show up. So they're like, okay, Rick, take over his parts. He's yeah. like, okay, I guess yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's why Rick's number two. And and I I like I mean Bobby is for me last. Second to last, other than Johnny. And Johnny, I'm just sort of like... It's not even that I dislike Johnny. It's just sort of he doesn't mean that much to me. Yeah, I understand that. But yeah, I like... Uh, for me, it goes Ralph and then, <laughs> Bel- and then Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But yeah, that was a great laser round. Thank you. I'm glad oh, my I, pleasure. I'm we, glad I got to play. Yes, well, I mean, I, we got to keep doing these. I love them. Yeah. Well, because it is our birthday, Kirk... Yes. And we did this on our second birthday. Oh, my God. Uh, but not last year. But let's do it again. Let's return to our original topic. Of course, <laughs> yes. the topic of our very first episode was your favorite artist of all time, Prince. Yes. And then on our on our first anniversary, we did, I think it was just like Prince adjacent. It was artists. Prince adjacent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and last year, I don't think we did anything to mark the birthday. But this year, since we have a slightly new format for the pandemic, yeah. and we're doing these top five lists in which you and I choose a topic for a list, and then we each uh, select our individual top five items for that list. The topic for this episode is our top five favorite Prince songs. Yes. Something very easy and very difficult at the same time. I knew it would be for you. I made it um, a little extra difficult on myself. 
Because a rule that I imposed on myself is I couldn't choose any Prince singles. Oh! Because, because I am not nearly the um, deep cut, you know, deep ride or die fan of Prince that you are. I am, like most people, mostly only aware of the big hits and the singles, plus a little bit of other stuff. But I don't, you know, for me, I didn't want it to just be like, let's go crazy and uh, when doves cry and kiss. Well, it would never be Purple Rain. No, because we understand. But I wanted it to be an interesting and unexpected list. And I figured you'd have deep cuts. And I, I wanted to not just present a bunch of big hits. So I chose my favorite deep cut print songs you know it's interesting the ones that i picked in my head i was like oh these are all hits Mm -hmm. but looking at them now and you said it technically singles wise only one of them is a real single yeah all the rest are well known and you're like oh i know them but they weren't technically singles so that's interesting yeah, I don't think I don't know. Maybe one of mine might be a single, but it just wasn't a big hit. One's like a B side. Yeah, there's some mm-hmm. album cuts here. There's a soundtrack cut. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The the difficulty for me, like my first two, were always going to be set in stone, mm-hmm. and then you get into that stupid shit in your head when you're a fan. You're like, wait, should I should I be obscure and do the obscure ones that I like, or should I just do ones that I like? And then I did it, and I was like. <laughs> Did I do? Did I spend enough time on it? Did I really focus on it? And I'm like, oh, just shut up and just do the list that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any uh, honorables? Uh, I mean, the first song that comes to mind when I think like, what's my favorite Prince song is probably "Let's Go Crazy." That's a that's that was, a that's a fair one. It was my first favorite. It was my first love when it comes yeah. to Prince. Like, yeah, that song just gets me so hyped whenever i hear it it's just great and i never get the least bit sick of it so that's probably the true number one but it's such an obvious pick it's just it has to be an honorable mention for me that makes sense yeah i had three uh one you'll know one was two you'll know one you probably won't uh one was an album one was a single Uh, uh sometimes it snows in april which i've talked about before yep the saddest song in the history of mankind. I know that only because of you talking about it on our show. I uh, it is it is the wonderful sad song I like to talk uh, here. Yeah. Uh, I also put "Breakfast Can Wait," which was fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Great song, great cover of Dave Chappelle as Prince. Yep, uh, which was great. And then a very deep cut off his album Thirty One Twenty One, the song Thirty One Twenty One. That's the I don't know that one. That is the yep. album that he had right after um, Musicology. Like Musicology was his big comeback in two thousand like two or something. And then he yeah, came. I, then I he saw came him out. on the Musicology tour. Oh, that's right, you did. You got a free album, right? Yeah, that's, yep. fucking, that's how we, that's how he beat the system. Yeah, because <laughs> he wanted to be number one. He's like, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to give away CDs. In the ticket price, and that way I'll be number one. And each one counted as a sale, which I think they changed the rules because of that. They had to change it right after, and they're like, well, we can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's why the man's a genius. I'm also going to give an honorable mention to uh, um, Manic Monday, because it's a Prince song in the sense that he yeah. wrote it, but he wrote it for a different artist. Yeah. And uh, and I love that song, because I love the Bengals. Have you heard his version? The, 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah, they put out that great sort of beast, that rarities a couple years ago after yeah, he died. With so good. Like his version and his demos of a bunch of songs that he gave to other artists, and there's good stuff on there. Yeah, the Manic Monday is a, a highlight, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it's it. pretty much exactly like the Bengals performed it as written and arranged. It's it's a pretty straight ver- cover of his demo. Which it really is. Know. It really is very true to its original. Yeah. Okay, I'll kick it off. I think we should save you for last. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, my number five is the B side of "When Doves Cry." Do you know? Oh, what that, is? that would be. Hang on one second. The B side to "When Doves Cry" is. I have two guesses, and I can't remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is it an erotic city? Nope. Is it, it seventeen days? It's seventeen days. Yeah, that's a great 17 song. Seventeen days is. Good enough to have been on the Purple Rain album 
and and a single on its own. I do love Seventeen Days. I know it because I mean, when the hits and the B sides compilation came out in the nineties, mm-hmm. um, my father got that, and so I listened to that a lot. So I do know the B sides that are on that collection. And I always really liked Seventeen Days. My only problem with it is, you know, I only know the. It's it's a great song. The studio version of it is a little slow for me, and I feel like there's more of like an energetic version that he could have he could have given oh, it a little okay. extra juice. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. I feel like it's a better song than the recorded version. You know, mm-hmm. would have you believe? Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, I like it how it is just because I think maybe that slowness makes it kind of sad. Uh, which I appreciate. They played that. I mean, that was a B-side, but, you know, back in the day when radio stations actually would play stuff and not just, you know, be assigned music. Yeah. They would flip it and play 17 Days a little bit. Not a lot, but just a little bit. So I'd actually heard that when it first came out. That's a great song. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, undervalued. Agreed. Agreed. And I believe that was one of those... Last minute, I'm taking 17 days off and putting something else on. Well, I read that he originally wrote that for Apollonia 6 to do. Yes. Yeah, and then kept it for himself. And then kept it for himself. Yeah. Good decision. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, I like that you put that in there. My number five is from the album 1999. It's an album cut that people know. And it's the tenet that I try to live my life by. That's dance, music, sex, romance. Oh, that's DMSR. Yeah. Uh, those goes by. Just a great extended dance jam. The album cut is like six minutes long. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. <laughs> I know. And honestly, as much as I love it, you go, okay, Prince, you can trim, you can make it four and it'll still be great. You That's don't my have problem with six. a lot of Prince songs in general. So yeah. He likes to jam a little bit too much. And I like, like, you know, do that live if you want, but I like a nice, tightly edited under. You like the tight notes. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this could be a Visa been a four or five minute song, but I love the song. It's still funky to this day. It's got this great moment, which is because it's so long. At one point in the instrumental, he uh, he shouts out, Jamie Starr's a thief, which is his pseudonym. <laughs> one of them, right? <laughs> one of his many pseudonyms yeah, yeah, that he yeah. produced on. Yeah. And it was just this weird thing that he threw out that I always thought was really funny. Jamie Starr is a pseudonym, but not a persona, right? Like the way Correct. that Camille, Camille is like a character. Camille is a character. Yeah. Jamie Starr is a producer. Okay. Technically. Technically, he's the like he produced all of the time. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Prince was weird. Yeah. He told, of course he was weird. He was super weird. <laughs> Yeah. That's why we love him, but he was God, sexy weird. Yeah, which is the best kind. Yeah. Um, my number four is from uh, the 1991 album Diamonds and Pearls, which mm-hmm. is the one I like. I'm young enough that that's like the first big Prince release that I remember being aware of. That like makes when, sense. When Cream was a single, and then yeah. the title track was a big single. But this is a album cut. Just a real sort of laid back, great R and B message song. I know the song. Say it. Uh, Money don't matter tonight. Money don't matter tonight. A great, great song. Yeah, really, really good. Definitely my favorite song on that album. Diamonds and Pearls is like a sentimental hit because I have so much nostalgia. But Diamonds and Pearls is a little bit corny. A little bit. uh, A little bit. It is a little bit over overwrought. That's right. Uh, but Money Don't Matter Tonight is is uh, my favorite cut on that album. That is a great – that actually – that might have been released as a single because there's a video for it. But it yeah. didn't do big. Yeah, it wasn't a huge hit. It might no, hit, it like, wasn't yeah. at all. The video was directed by this uh, director at the time who had a lot of buzz, Matty Rich, who did Straight Out of Brooklyn. If you ever saw yeah. that movie, no, so that was like, did. it was one of those indie films, uh, like like Boys in the Hood and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But uh, that is a that's such a good song. Yeah, I uh, I like the message of it because yeah. it's sort of anti capitalist, which uh, I agree with. And um, I don't, I didn't know it at the time because, like you said, even if it was a single, it wasn't a hit, so I don't remember hearing it. You know, thirty years. It's more ago, like but... you see it on videos more than anything. Yeah, but I, you know, when I listened to the album all the way through. 
uh later as an adult that's the that song jumped out at me and so yeah i've, I've put that on a lot of playlists that's a that's song. that's yeah. always been a standout and i agree it's also fascinating because it sounds like the song like he feel it's so good but at the same time you're like did you just come up with this in like 20 minutes and it's so easy for you? <laughs> it's very – it's got a little bit of a heavy message. There's yeah. – you know, there are lyrics about like children dying and things and like going that. off to war, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very uh, chill, that song. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely chill. It's probably one of the most chill – and it's not a ballad. One of the most chill songs on that album, definitely. Yeah, and it, for some reason it feels like – you know, Prince always is – sort of putting on a character or a persona. Yeah. And there's something about money that money don't matter tonight. That just sounds like, Oh, this is just, it seems like it's just the regular guy behind Prince Mm -hmm. doing this song. I could definitely see that. I think that's why it's so good. Yeah. My number four also off of diamonds and pearls. Oh, completely different. And this basically sums us up. Mine was get off. Sure. Yeah, that's yep. yeah. The party song. That's get when, one when, of his best party songs. When Get Off came on, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. And it was the it was the comeback song from because he just did Graffiti Bridge, which tanked. A Graffiti Bridge comes before Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah, Graffiti Bridge oh, would, okay. come came right before, and yeah. the whole thing kind of tanked. And so he's like, "Well, I'm just going to create a I'm going to create a hit album and a hit song, so it's going to be Get Off." Yeah. And Get Off, I'm going to make this story short, but Get Off is so big in my life when I was 21 that when I was in college, uh, I was in a, a, a dance class. And for the final, you had to you had to choreograph a dance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's going to be Get Off. <laughs> okay. So I, I choreographed this dance to Get Off. I had like 12 dancers. And it was this big whole thing, and I showed it at basically dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And our my teacher's like, because it was a it was a public show. She's like, I I have to cut your number. It's it's too sexual. Wait, the song itself or your choreography? Or my both? choreography was too sexual, <laughs> okay. and it became a huge argument. Like I was like, how is it sexual? It's not. And, and she's like, no, because parents come see these shows so i i'm i'm, I'm gonna give you the I'm, i got an a because she's like i'll give you the grade based yeah. on that so, but don't worry i'm i can't have you do it and that set off this whole thing whereby the end of the semester there was this big whole theater dance conference at our school about what censorship is and what is meant to be on stage and what is not and yeah. At that point, I didn't even speak at that, but other people were speaking and giving quotes, and some people were crying. It became this whole big fucking thing, all because of Get Off. That, <laughs> that's an amazing story. Obviously, I'm totally on your side, even not having seen the dance. It's – okay, so parents are coming. Yes. But uh, it's college. It's not high school. Everyone's yeah. an adult. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And you went to UNH, right? So it's not yeah. like you went to a, a Catholic school or yeah. something where, you know, that there are Christian values or something in place. It's a public university. Yeah. It was, and it's a theater and dance program. And also, like, how sexual can it be? Like, it wasn't you, that like, sexual. Pumping the air, grabbing crotches, whereas there are a lot of uh, physical contact between the dancers. Yes. There was a lot of physical contact. There was a lot, yeah. of, a lot of grinding and stuff. Sure. But I, you know, we were going to be all in black, so it's like we weren't going to be scantily clad or anything. Yeah, we yeah. were just we were just going to do the piece, and uh, I was like, the best too is in Kirk fashion. As I was doing this, I was like, oh, this is going to make me when they this see is this. So transgressive. <laughs> I'm not sure at 21 I knew what transgressive was, <laughs> but it was more like I'm so cool. Yeah. I'm so cool doing this sexy dance to Prince's Get Off. See, I think here, here, if I could go back in time and give you advice on this, <laughs> here's where I think you went wrong: is you had to have chosen either the sexy choreography to the less expected, like not necessarily inherently sexy music. Yeah. Or the opposite. If you're going to use Get Off, you might have to make the choreography a little tamer. <laughs> yes. But when you combine Get Off 
with sexy choreography, that's just too potent. It's too potent. It's too and, potent. And then adding my own sexuality, right. which is just oh, on obviously fire. your own just raw animal charisma. <laughs> it's just it, it was too much yeah. for people. Too no. much. They yes. were they were afraid literally for the structural integrity <laughs> of the building. This place might actually collapse or get catch fire if yes. we allowed this. Which is all the sexuality that's going on with me right. matching Prince's sexuality. That's right. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, just so ridiculous. I can but, imagine it. Yeah. Do you remember, do you think you could still do the choreography? I can do the first part. Okay. I know the first part yeah. up until after the first course of get off 23 positions in a one night stand and and all that. Yeah. Do you have any record of it? Like, like, did you have a camcorder or anything? No, because we just exist in any we did it in rehearsals, yeah. and then you had to show it yeah. uh, at 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 pre at uh, at dress rehearsal, not dress rehearsal, but it was one of the walkthrough rehearsals, and that's where she's like, "Yeah, why, we can't put this on." I mean, it was thirty years ago, so there were tools available to document things, but they weren't necessarily that accessible. No, I wouldn't. It would have been a pain in the ass to get someone's camera. And do it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You'd only have it on like VHS now. Exactly. That's like forget that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my number three. It's tough because the subject of this song is very icky, um, which we won't get into, but it's just icky. Uh, and it's on Dirty Mind, which is my favorite. Oh, uh, which yeah. is my favorite Prince album. I and figured it had to be a Dirty Mind song on this. Yeah, group. it's Sister, which you can guess from the title and yeah. from me saying it's icky, exactly what it's about. Um, but despite its subject matter, it's not in in content. It's very icky. In form, it's not raunchy at all. Like. On the Dirty Mind album, Sister's like the poppiest, sort of most upbeat. Oh, yeah. It's like fast-paced. Very and not, fun. Yeah. And if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, it's like the least raunchy-sounding Prince song you've ever heard. Oh, 100%. You're spot yeah. on. Like, Head is, even though they're talking about Head, that right. song, that music in it is raunchy as fuck. Yeah, you know, even without the lyrics, that that's a sexy song. Yeah. Sister isn't a sexy song musically. No, no, it's like, and it's like a couple minutes long. It's a minute and a half. Oh my god, is it which really? Is, which is perfect for me. It's yeah, like you a, love that. a minute and thirty-one seconds or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's super fun. It's this really, really tight pop song, and you know, it's the type, kind of thing like I want to blast it in my car, but I don't because someone who either <laughs> yes. hears the lyrics. Uh, including one particular key lyric where, like, the music drops out and he really says something close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, – or they just – or they hear it and they know what song it is and they're like, who's, like, who's bumping sister? That's yeah. weird. Who's got their windows down driving through L.A. Yeah. blasting sister? And, like, I want to sing along, but I don't. You can't. Uh, at, at, at least I don't have a sister, I think, which <laughs> gives me a layer of, like, okay, it's – I you know um, – I might just have to pretend that I didn't like the song if I had a sister, but I don't. Yeah. But, uh, but it's just a catchy song, man. It's it's my third favorite Prince song. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that's great. the thing. It is catchy, but you do. Yeah. You can't sing it. No. no. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing it as a kid. And I was like, well, what is happening? Yeah. It's it, you're just like what's going on? This is this is scary. <laughs> you know, I was it's like a twelve. Super hooky pop song, yeah. It is. That's what's. That's how he gets you because it's a super hooky pop song. Yep. Uh, I I I kind of thought I, I couldn't remember what you were going to put on for Dirty Mind, but I know that you you love Dirty Mind because of the music and also because it's like a half hour album. Oh yeah, Dirty Mind's definitely my favorite Prince album. Yeah, Sister's probably my favorite song on there, and. I almost didn't put it on the list because, like, a part of me wants to just ignore it because it's embarrassing to talk about. But it's like, whatever. I didn't write it. You yeah. Know? I don't uh, celebrate the subject matter. Yeah. Like I said, and, I, don't, I don't pay that much attention to lyrics. I just like it musically. It's and just a fun plenty, song. plenty of music critics praised it. Yeah. And I'm sure he did that on purpose. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, I'm going to make this song, you know, not to, not to, to censor it, but just because... I bet he was like, I want people to groove to this and sing along to it and like sort of trick them into being yeah, into it. Yeah, exactly. And he smartly was like, and it's going to be a minute and a half and you're not going to know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, my number three 
is off his biggest album, Purple Rain. Mm. Uh, technically an album cut because it was never released as a single. Uh, possibly my favorite song off the album, The Beautiful Ones. Okay, yeah, that's that's one I don't necessarily think of. I'm like, is he going to go with Darling Nikki or Computer Blue? No, or- oh, I like both. Uh, all. Yeah. I mean, again, all of them are great except for Brian. Yeah. But uh, The Beautiful Ones, I've always liked. Um, I find it just mesmerizing and haunting. And then he has one of my favorite lines ever in a song, definitely a Prince song, and I've actually used it in plays as a joke. Mm-hmm. And it's, the beautiful ones always smash the picture. Always. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and there's times where, like, yeah. something – it's become this shorthand with friends of mine in Chicago. Mm-hmm. If something's not working or something doesn't go right, we'll just be yeah. like, no, the beautiful ones always smash the picture. <laughs> it's just become this shorthand, and it's it's yeah. just great. Yeah. Um, and it's my favorite – it's my favorite Prince performance in the movie Purple Rain. I'll have to – you know what? I haven't seen Purple Rain since I was in high school. Oh, I gotta, I gotta rewatch it. I gotta. Yeah. Re- well, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't. God think damn it's you! Good. I don't think you. it's a good movie, but uh, it might be worth revisiting. My opinion about the movie itself might change now. You know, it's been so long. slightly more, but I think yeah, the beautiful ones. I mean, my still my favorite is uh, the time doing uh, actually doing the bird is my favorite performance. Yeah, but uh, the beautiful ones is, is fucking great. Uh, you, you're such a huge prince fan that you're allowed to have these hot takes <laughs> yes. and you have to accept that one of them is even though you're such a huge prince fan you're all your overall favorite performance in the entire purple raid movie is the time it's the time it's not prince just destroying it on the bird i mean the bird is the best time. well actually the bird used to be my favorite time song but then you introduced me to Cool on this Oh, yeah, podcast. that's right. See, I would say oh, Cool oh, is my favorite now, especially having seen the music video for it. Yeah, that's a great one. My Actually, my favorite time would be Get It Up, which is – that's my favorite one of theirs, which is off the same album. Uh, also, another, again – Another one of your hot takes that you've said a couple times in this episode already and that we both agree about is the song Purple Rain Sucks. Oh, yeah. Not good. Not good. Do you know on Spotify that's his most popular song now? When did that happen? Come on, people, be better. When did when did Purple Rain become the most popular Prince song? Like when he died? Probably. Yeah. Probably. And it is the thing that he's most associated with because of this. The album's called Purple Rain. The song's yeah. Purple Rain. He plays it all the fucking time. But I feel like it wasn't so. Like I would have guessed like when Doves Cry or or something like this. Yeah, I mean when Doves Cry was the big the big hit off yeah. of uh, the biggest hit off of or even nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. People, people, um, it's yeah. you know it's what uh, it's what his uh, road manager said. People like anthems. Yeah, that's why they like Bob Seger. <laughs> yeah, mm. Purple Rain is a snore. Yeah, a hundred percent, it's a snore. And my other, it's not even a hot take, but I love that. Even though you're such a Prince fan, you're such a non-apologist for gra- Graffiti Bridge. You know, because you'd think that if anyone would stick up for it, it would be the world's biggest Prince fan. But even you are like, no, that movie fucking sucks. It's, no, that movie is fucking bad. No, no redeeming qualities. To There's no. Much. The album is okay. The yeah. movie sucks, and uh, Under the Cherry Moon's way better. Yeah, yeah. That's. I was just gonna say, Kirk. What's your opinion of Under the Cherry Moon, a movie that no one likes? It's wonderful. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah, he's a big. Prince fan. He's gonna, of course he's going to like Under the Cherry Moon. He just it's, likes everything Prince. What do you think big, about Graffiti Bridge? Garbage. Garbage. It Fucking sucks. Garbage. Don't waste your money. It's terrible. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number two song is from what I believe is your favorite Prince album. If it's not your favorite, it's the first CD you ever bought. Ah, yes. Sign of the Times. It is from Sign of the Times. Uh, oh, I is, think I know it, but go ahead. I was going to say, it's it's such an atypical Prince song. It's it's very friendly and poppy. And uh, if you have, think you have a guess, go ahead and guess. I'm going to give my – I'm going to go with my first one. Then I have a second one. My first was uh, I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man. No, although that's very good. Starfish and coffee. Starfish and coffee. Is yes, the answer. 
Yeah. yeah, great song. Starfish and Coffee is almost like kids bop. Like yeah. it's it's almost like you could you could imagine Raffi doing Starfish <laughs> and Coffee. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? And I think part of that is because it was co-written by uh Susanna Melvoin. Oh, okay. I didn't who, know that. Yeah, he yeah. was mo- uh, part of it was, yeah, because they were dating at the time and so like she kind of gave him the inspiration for that. Yeah, it's it's against type. Very. Uh, you don't think there are like lots of family friendly, almost kid song, sort of uh, Prince records, but that's that's one of them. Yeah, that's a great song. I put that on a mix for my kids when they were toddlers, so they know yeah. that song. That's their first Prince song that they ever heard. It's very sing along, and yeah. and yet the way that it is like Prince, like it's literally about a little girl that he. Uh, or the narrator, at least, yes. knew, knew in school, but she's the weird girl in class. Yes. That's why it's like Prince. It's not about, like, the pretty girl. It's about no. the weirdo. The weird girl who has lunch of starfish and coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maple syrup and jam. Maple syrup and jam, yeah. Butterscotch uh, clouds, a tangerine, decide order a ham. I love that song. Yeah, it's, close it's, to, so it's closer to, like, your raspberry beret or something like yes. that. Yes, yes. Um, oh. that's, that's my second favorite that is that is a good one. I'm glad you picked that one. Yeah. My second one is also from Sign of the Times. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can guess it. It it I, I it's can, not a Camille song, is it? <laughs> it is a Camille song. Okay, so I don't like Camille. Oh, I fucking love Camille. Uh, <laughs> There's supposed to be a whole album of Camille, but then it becomes all the time. I know, but the the vocal effect that he uses for Camille is 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 not to my taste. Oh, okay, is it? Um, what is it? I don't know. Tell me. I was Housequake. Sh- okay. I was going to say Shockadelica, and I'm like, no, that's not even on there. Yeah, that's a B-side. Yeah. Uh, uh, Housequake, uh, which is the third cut off the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one, when I heard that, I was like, oh, what is happening? What is this? And Because of Camille? Because of Camille. Because yeah. it's so, so funky. Yeah. It still holds up as like I mean that song that came out in '87 and you hear it now and it does not sound dated at all. Yeah, the drum program in it is is insane, and uh, and also he swore in it. He said bullshit. <laughs> That's not the first time he swore. No, but he said bullshit, and I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's I, I have trouble getting past Camille. I guess I mean, do people know? Do people generally know what we're talking about when we say Camille? Camille was – you described Camille for Camille sure. was this alter ego. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a woman, not necessarily a man, but leaning more towards the feminine mm-hmm. where he altered his voice. I don't know the technological aspects of it, but like he sped it up or slowed it down, did something so that it sounded high-pitched. It's he's doing the chipmunks thing. Yeah. Prince's Prince chipmunks. Let's not be reductive, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Um, he, and he got into this and he got into this alter ego where, and almost all the um, songs are like sexual and Mm -hmm. funky. And he had a whole album called Camille, which he was going to release. And then he kind of scrapped it. And this is around this time where he's like, I'm going to do crystal ball. No, I'm going to do dream factory. No, I'm going to do Camille. And then he put them all together into sign of the times. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Good. Yeah. I, I think. A whole album of Camille, even you have to admit, probably would have been a bit much. I, you know, I would agree because you get some Camille inside of the times. Like if I was your girlfriend mm-hmm. as well, so you're like, you know, you just needed, you only need a taste of Camille. You don't need a ton. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Housequake was. Housequake, which was, and it was never released uh, as a single. As a single, yeah. No, but it's it's a huge jam. The opening of just him going, "Shut up already, damn." <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't, I don't dislike a song just because it has Camille on. I love Housequake. I totally mm-hmm. agree with you about Housequake. Um, but I wish, I, I just wish, I don't know, Camille could have been dropped or, you know, or something else. There's, uh, there's live out, there's live versions of him singing it in concert in his normal voice. It's yeah, it's great. That, I, I even love the, I love the concept of Camille. I'm not like. I'm not clowning on him for the concept of having this androgynous alter ego or anything. It's just literally the aesthetics of the way that the effect sounds. It's just, it's like dated to me and it's a little chipmunksy. And sometimes I skip a song. With Camille. <laughs> I, 
I love yeah. Shockadelica. I love Housequake. Um, but yeah, it's just not my favorite aspect of, of the Prince Uve. I understand. I understand. Yeah. He's he's got different. He's got something for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank God. And some some of that stuff. The only one is Prince. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes Prince does something just for Prince. Yes. Yeah, sometimes like this is for me. I don't care if you don't like it. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, Sign of the Times is uh, is untouchable. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the best things ever. Uh, all right, my number one. Right. Song. You're gonna right. hate me. You're gonna hate. Me. <laughs> well, I know it's not Purple Rain, so that's okay. No, it's not Purple Rain, and I and I didn't choose this just to annoy you, mm-hmm. but I know the choice is gonna bother you. It's an added it's... bonus. <laughs> no, it's. I think I mentioned it even in the first episode that we did. How much I like this song. It's not. Well, I'll say it's not Vicky waiting. It's not Arms of Orion, but it is off the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> Oh, is it? Um, and it's not Party Man. It's 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 it's. Uh, is it Lemon Crush? No. Wait, is it? Oh, no, 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 no! I know you've talked about it. Electric yeah. Chair. Nope. Trust. Trust. That's what it is. Trust off of the Batman soundtrack. That's your number one. That's my yes. I that's, love that song. That's insane. Why is that so insane? That song is so funky. That song it's is got, great. Yeah. The, yes. I, I, legit, that song is great. Yeah. Uh, I would. That's probably like my second or third song off of the Batman soundtrack. Isn't as bad as people make it. It's it's not great. It's got trust and party man on it. That's re- and I mean, I would know, say it's got trust and I love Vicky Waiting. I'm a huge Vicky Waiting fan. Oh, I thought Vicky Waiting was the one you didn't like. No, I That's hate Ar- Arms of Orion. Arms of Orion, which is yeah, I, it's just terrible. Okay. Um, but um, trust is good. Trust is really good. It's just funny that that's that is your number one. Well, it's not funny when you realize that I was seven when that movie came out, and uh, I've liked it that long. So there is built-in nostalgia for me. Okay, that makes sense. I love the I rem- like I love the scene uh, of the movie. During which it plays, which is the scene where the Joker is like having a parade for himself. Yeah, he's like throwing money out to the crowd, and like yes. all of Gotham City's going crazy because they love the Joker because he's giving them free money. It's very yeah. Trump. It very. It's very. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very predictive of Trump. Like yes. all these suckers are just like, oh, we love this crazy serial killer because yeah. he's giving us cash. We love but then it. He's going to kill us all by pumping toxic gas into the crowd. That you uh, basically so- just summed up Trump. Yeah, it's very it's very Trump. Um, that's not why I like it. I like yeah. it before all that happened. But it's it's a, this great party song. It's fun to sing along to, um, and I, I definitely have built in nostalgia. But um, that remember when Prince took all of his stuff off the internet when he decided I don't like the internet. There's not going to be any of yeah. my music available digitally. I'm not going to have a social. Or internet presence whatsoever. Yeah. Um, gone from the internet. And then like the week after he died, all of his music was back <laughs> yep. on all the streaming services. That's the song that I played. As the day that the day that pr- all the Prince music was back on Spotify, Trust was the first song that I listened that's to. That's so funny. Yeah. I would definitely say that's probably Yeah, I mean I could see I could see that being the best song off of uh the Batman soundtrack. As as a kid, can you remember what you thought of Bat Dance? Oh, of course, I loved Bat Dance. I remember <laughs> I mean, my specific memory is uh, my my cousin who's younger than me and my brother who's older than me. Two years either way, and I'm in the middle. So we were like what five, seven, and nine or something like that. At a Papaginos in uh, Rhode Island like having pizza and just like pumping quarters into the jukebox to play bat dance over and over again. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I mean, bat dance is stupid. Bat, ba- bat dance is stupid. <laughs> but when you are uh, seven years old, it's the best song in the world. To this day, mm-hmm. bat dance, I sit there and listen to it and I try to make myself go, it's not that bad. It's got some stuff. <laughs> I try to make – it's one of the weird print songs where I try to make myself like it. I don't yeah. know why because yeah. it's not great. It's pretty shitty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I try to make myself like it. Yeah. Um, and it's also the only one that seems like he made that for 
the movie soundtrack, right? Like yeah. everything else, everything else on there seems like it's either something he had in the vault, or like even Vicky waiting. We know for a fact was a different song that he yes. just replaced the girl's name in it to make it Vicky to match yeah. the movie. He repressed. Called? It was Susanna waiting. His girlfriend. Susanna waiting. Right. Yeah. But the character, the love interest in the Batman movie, is Vicky waiting. So he's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to use this song and we'll call it Vicky waiting. Everything on the soundtrack, it might not be, but it all seems like it could be. The majority the stuff, of it is. Stuff that Prince had that yeah. he repurposed for it. Yeah. Whereas Bat Dance is just like this weird, dumb dance song about Batman. That's, yeah, that you can't really dance to. Right. It's, and it's sort of half-formed and it just has like snatches of dialogue in it. Yeah. No, uh, I agree. But, as, but, as a, but at that age, you're like, this is fucking great oh of course a dance song about batman that prince <laughs> did like when you're seven years old what could be cooler yeah you're like nothing's better than this yeah yeah yeah. Uh, trust is a that is a real interesting number one again i do enjoy that song very much it's just trust what do, do you yeah trust but that that's that's the number the one like like without question you didn't even have to think about it that that's your number one I had to think about it in the sense that I almost didn't put it on number one because I figured you'd dog me on it. But like, but I was like, no. If I'm being honest, in <laughs> I your listen heart. to it all the time, and I remembered that thing of like the day that they put his music back online. I was like, what's the first thing I want to hear? Trust from the Batman soundtrack. I mean, that's you, you. You know, you can't you can't hide what's in your heart. Yeah, that's that's it's my honest. That's that's the one from the heart. That's that. The one. That is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> that is fascinating than that one. Wow. That yeah. My number one I've talked about before. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I brought it up in the fall episode when we talked about fall songs. Yeah. Uh, it's from the Hits and B-Sides album. Mm -hmm. um, it is my – the minute I heard it, I was like, I love this song. This is immediately my number one, and that's Pink Cashmere. Pink Cashmere, yeah. Pink Cashmere is so good. When I heard it, I was just blown away. It's so much going on. There's like orchestral stuff going on. It's again a little long because at the end he's just like instrumental is happening. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mind that. It's a very it's a song that it's got a vibe, which is again makes me think of fall. But it's also just one of those where you're like, what do you mean you didn't fucking release this? Why? <laughs> yeah. why, why is this on the greatest? Because it's on the greatest hits, but it's not a B side. Right, it wasn't the B side to any single. No, it was it was a it was a um it was something in the vault that he's like something oh, he didn't release. Yeah, yeah. didn't something yeah. he didn't release. I'm like you, how could you have not put this on like Sign of the Times or anything or yeah. or Love Sexy or something? What's wrong with you? But it's not a dance. It's not a dance cut. I it's knew that this was going to be your number one because I think when you talked about it before, you said outright that it's your favorite Prince song. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's funny to me that your favorite Prince song isn't something you can dance to or a party well, song it was housequake housequake was my number one song if you'd right. ask me yeah. uh pre-1993 what's the best print song i'd be like that's housequake what are you talking housequake. about yeah. yeah yeah and then and then all of a sudden i bought uh, i bought the hits that then put on uh you know pink cashmere and i was like this is it this is it. this is it Sometimes those rando songs will do it for you when you pick up the the greatest hitch package of an artist that you already love and it's that it's that sort of deep cut that they throw on there for that package because it's because it's new. I'm not I don't want to be reductive and imply, oh, yeah. you only like it because it was a novelty. But sometimes it's the only thing you can hear with fresh ears, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He had three uh, new songs off of that. Yeah. Um, and two weren't that great. One was called The Pope. Yeah, I know that. I remember. The yeah, book. that ain't great. And then Peach, which is pretty good. Peach, it's kind of like Peach a rocker. Is good. Yeah, Peach is good. Pope, eh, not so much. But then, yeah. and then Pink Cashmere. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, this is. Yeah. And I play that song constantly to this day. That's that's one I've never gotten tired of. Yeah, my number one. Uh, so go through year five again. My oh. number five. Uh, so number five, DMSR off of nineteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Number four, Get Off off of Diamonds and Pearl. Uh, so that was a single. Yeah, that Get Off was the single. And then yeah. the Beautiful Ones uh, off of Purple Rain, Housequake, Sign of the Times, Pink Cashmere, the, the yeah. hits. Yeah, I don't think D, like DMSR was not a single. They DJs might have played that late at night because you couldn't really play, say, sex. Romance. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Oh, here's what's interesting. I'm sorry. This is, this is really interesting. Um, 
He he loved playing dance music, sex romance in concert all the time, and I heard it when I saw him in concert. But later on, when he got real, real religious, he would yeah. change up the lyrics. Uh, and one of them, uh, the original is, do whatever you want, wear lingerie to a restaurant. He changed it to, do whatever you want, get funky in the middle of a restaurant. Okay. And I'm like... Why? Laundry is not a bad word. <laughs> yeah. But it's too, uh, I don't know, erotic? It's too, yeah, it's too, <laughs> na- by the time when he was really into religion, it got a yeah. little too naughty for him, so he changed it to get funky in the middle of a restaurant. Yeah, when I saw him on the musicology tour, he had, he was doing that. Yeah, okay, but I that makes sense. I can't even remember any examples, and it didn't matter. You know, It's still mean? funky. It's still funky. I don't care about lyrics, and... It's not like the reason why you like Prince is because he's raunchy. Exactly. Yes. It's not like, oh, Prince isn't going to sing about sex anymore. Now I don't like his music. (laughs) What do you mean he's not going to play Sister? Fuck him. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you can rewrite that one. (laughs) You you truly cannot. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So between the two of us, the only single is Get Off and Maybe Money Don't Matter Tonight, if that technically was a single. But, it yeah. was single if you count it was released. It didn't, it didn't hit big. Yeah. Because it was like by then it was – that was like the fourth single actually because it was Get Off, Diamonds and Pearls, and Cream, Cream. which were all big hits. Yeah. And then Money Don't Matter Tonight was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you put money – I love that you put Money Don't Matter. I that, knew that that would be the one that you approve of the most. Of, that was, Because yeah. it's a real Kirk sort of song. Also, one of those where it's like, oh, yeah. You forgot about it? A little bit. And this yeah. is making me, you know, every, uh, as I've said before, once a year, all of a sudden I'll start, I'll listen to all the prints in a row. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels like it's that time uh, since 2021 started. I did it in 2020, but I think I need to start doing it. Go through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just power through it while I work. Is it once a year or once every two years? It is a once a year. Once a year, all of a sudden, I'll just listen to all Prince, and I, I think it might be time. What do you think of that thing, the Prince convention of using the number two, the numeral two, and like the letter U? You know what I'm talking about? And like I, instead of the, the word I, it will be like it's the E-Y-E-I. I-E-I. No, or he'll do the actual I. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I love it. I, I hate that shit. I, I'm gonna <laughs> That's be like, like the Beatles haircuts, man. I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Although yeah. like when you read his like, he did it in his, uh, he wrote part of that autobiography and then it became kind of a photo album because he passed away. Yeah. That first part of the autobiography, he writes like that in the autobiography. Yeah. And you're like, that I kind of go, oh, just write normal so I can it's, read it easier. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, it's okay in a lyric. It makes sense for the lyric, but I don't. I don't need it in a, in an autobiography, sir. I mean, I could have given him the benefit of the doubt if he's going to write like two. You know, it always drives me nuts. Like no, nothing compares to you is such a beautiful song, but then when you see the title of it, it's nothing compares to you, and I'm like, it just seems dumb. That's so funny. I can't and imagine I, it any other way now. <laughs> I could have given him the benefit of the doubt if it's like, okay, if he's handwriting lyrics and he does that for shorthand, like that's how he writes just yeah. to make it quicker. But when he does the thing with the I and it's written out E-Y-E, it's like, well, that doesn't take less effort. <laughs> yeah. Now you're, you're just being pretentious. Yeah. No, I can see that. And uh, But Money Don't Matter it. Tonight is like that because it's Money Don't Matter Tonight. Yes. He loves that's He loves doing that, man. And I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I've I've signed off on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm saying, hey, Prince, kind of lame. Hey, lame Prince. TWO is not hard to write, Prince. Hey, listen to me, Prince <laughs> Paul Champanelli. I'll tell you what to do. That's cool. Do you want Love. your music to be seen and heard by millions? Then stop writing the letter to stop making two. Stop it, sir. He's also inconsistent with it. Like he, it got worse over time. There are early songs, you know what I mean, like that might have the number two or the letter U in there, but not not every single occurrence of, you know, any version of he, the word two. Yeah, he did it way more later on. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he and, was and really pleased some, with some of the song titles start to look like license plates. Like, <laughs> what is the name of this song? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I see you ate one, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a joke from 30 Rock. Yes. Nope, I got it. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, look, we love Prince on this show. Yes. We, we tribute Prince more yeah. than any other artist, I think. Yeah, probably right. Because we both yeah. love them. We both get them. And what a great way to celebrate our four year. Yeah, we're four. We're four, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Four, in 2017, this podcast launched right after uh, the Trump administration started. <laughs> yeah. And now we have outlasted. <laughs> yeah, that. that's right. That's right. Not to make it political. This is <laughs> but, a political podcast. But, I mean, pretty but, soon we're going to be in kindergarten. That's right. The yeah. show is almost old enough to go to school. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Look at us. Proud of us, man. But there's plenty more in the future. Hell yeah. Plenty more. Hell's del yeah. Yeah. But that's the end of this pandemic episode. Bye. Bye.